Hello. Hello. How are you? Since apparently we last talked uh, Jan- January 29th. Is that, is Was that it really January? My God. Nearly February, but not quite February. Wait, how do you say that month? February. Okay. So is that wrong? For some... No, no, no. I don't, I don't think either is wrong, but I heard someone say that month, and they said it with just a very, very, very strong R, mm. and it had me questioning my pronunciation of February. I, I typically just say February and ignore that first R. Yeah, I but, feel like that's normally, if I'm not thinking too hard about it, that's how it comes out, because when I was a kid, I would just say February. But then everybody was saying, February. And I was just like, oh no, there's that R there. And I'm an idiot because I'm not pronouncing the R. And then I would say February, where I would try to like compromise between the two. So I'm not like hitting it too hard with that R. So it would sound like, you know, like Benedict Cumberbatch trying to do an American accent. Um, (laughs) I just, you know, I try to to keep it in balance. Uh, Yeah, somewhere between a Benedict Cumberbatch and some French person who ignores all the letters in a single word. (laughs) Sorry, French people. I just don't understand your language. And it's very confusing to me how you can have a word that has nine letters and you pronounce two of them. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, my favorite is uh, the way um, if if something ends with an E, you basically pronounce the letter before, but not the E. But if you don't, if it doesn't end with an E, you almost never pronounce that thing that's dangling off the end. Um, if it's an R or something, so it, it's always interesting. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't know. I took two years of French, um, and uh, it hasn't really helped me much with anything in my life. Even when I've gone to France, um, I can't can't speak or really hear conversational French in a way that I could understand it. I can I can see a menu or something and like point at the thing and be like, yes. Uh, je voudrais th- that um and <laughs> so like i can i can do like some things and i can figure out like what things on a menu are generally but uh it, it is it is not the kind of thing where you'd want to entrust me with like deciphering what someone is saying and speaking to them in a fluent way uh it, it just wouldn't happen yeah two years i don't know if that'll that'll quite do it for you now it in See, here's the thing is like we didn't have any languages in, in my art school that I went to for college. So because uh, there's no language requirement for liberal arts degree uh, for whatever reason, I guess. Um, so I, I couldn't continue with anything, although it would have been far more helpful if I had taken Spanish um, in just like my life. And I could have yeah. I could have done that um, and, and had some cursory understanding of that. But because um, Spanish and French are two different for you to just like be like oh i'll just uh you know use some of that stuff and conjugated whatever and it's just like no they're they're like totally different words for that um but uh yeah yeah that's it what did you what did you take in high school um i took latin in high school oh yeah i saw way magistra (laughs) and kawe canem and uh winnie witty wiki most people think it's Vinny Vitti Vicky or something like that. Vinny Vitti Vici. Vici, yeah. Yeah, no, it is Winnie Witty Wiki. I came, I saw, I conquered. Uh, and that actually just recently was helpful to me. My partner is wanting to get a tattoo. Um, another one. He's, he's one of many people in my life who... Um, you know, they get a tattoo and then suddenly they want all the tattoos. Mm. But he's he's not it's he's well on his way. He's got several already. And so he's just this is just the latest and Yeah. Well, this line He's a he's a barista, so it's like I feel like that's almost required in that in that field. You need to have, right, a, t- exactly. need to have a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, of some sort showing. Um so he's gonna get one and he wanted it to be in latin and uh i i lacked the skills at this point to perfectly translate so (laughs) i put out the call on twitter and i've actually spoken to some really cool people um one is a a guy who's uh, got a doctorate in classical history and then one is a woman who is a mayoral candidate for I can't remember which town now, um, but is a Latin teacher as well and has done um, Latin translations for I think 
Harper's Bazaar. Um, and so I've, I've talked to both of them and they've both given me some different pronunciation ideas and uh, pronunciation, I mean, translation ideas and options. Um, but anyway, the good thing about Latin is that it is a root language and is helpful, uh, in learning languages in general, um, because other romance languages were built on top of it. And, uh, oftentimes, you know, even in the English language, uh, and in many of the others, you can look to uh, the etymology coming from Latin before, you know, other things. So it's it's cool and it was fun. Um, I had an excellent teacher uh, in high school. But in college, I took some Spanish classes because that seemed to be logical. I wanted to take some uh, American Sign Language classes, but at the time... There was not a professor, and it wasn't until my third year that they had a professor to teach ASL, and by that point, you don't want to switch out um, of finishing up the Spanish daily <laughs> instead of just uh, continuing on. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. just try to learn a little bit of everything so that's completely useless. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, we only had um, uh, French, Spanish, and Latin at my... Uh, High school and Latin was, I think, the least popular. It goes without saying. Uh, but uh, okay, don't be rude. My my best friend in high school, um, he uh, was our valedictorian. Um, or, oh my god! Yeah, he, he did. He did the whole thing. Um, and uh, he's he's a you know he, he was really into to Latin. Um, I just I, I can't um, get into it. Uh, so I, I it just it doesn't. It, it's a dead language. I can't, ah, I can't do anything you with can't it. say that. You can't. If you said that around my Latin teacher in high school, it would break her heart. Oh. And if you knew this woman, she was the sweetest woman I've ever met in my life to this day. Nancy Briggs, I just adore you. Um, Sorry, and Nancy. she's so, so, so sweet. And if you said that around her, she would say, no, Latin is alive because it lives in other languages. And uh, she was just amazing. And she taught us. To this day, I still know how to sing Jingle Bells and Let It Snow <laughs> in Latin. Uh, she's so fun. Oh, and she also did this, she used to do this rap. Um, and if you can just imagine this spry, older white lady with this adorable, um, I don't know, older white lady hair. <laughs> but it, it's sort of the, the hair that's on top of the head, but not on the sides. It just kind of sits on top. And she would do this adorable rap uh, for learning declensions and things like that. Oh. It was it was good. She's a, she was a good good soul. Oh, that's nice. Uh, what's the what's the Latin word for smartphone? <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> I could pull out my smartphone and see what it thinks the Latin word for smartphone is, but. Yeah. Uh, Mm. That is a good segue, though, because uh, we just had an Apple event, and I don't know about you, but I was up this morning um, pre-ordering uh, a smartphone, and I just uh, many complaint is that I moved to California, and I was you know smugly excited about getting to pre-order a phone at midnight, and. When I moved to California uh, last July, um, you know, September rolled around and they changed the date of pre-orders so that it's 5 a.m. in Pacific time. And I think that's unfair. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I was up at 448 or so uh, to pre-order uh, an iPhone. I'm curious, are you... Planning on upgrading this year? Uh, well, I went through the upgrade experience last year, and like you're saying, it was really super frustrating um, to try to do that at five in the morning. And I thought about it yesterday, and I thought about it the day before, and I thought about, you know, they keep spamming me with, like, pre-order now, the notifications uh, from the App Store and from uh, two different emails about it. And make sure you can get in line, and it's just like, but... Let me think about it. Let me think about it. And then this morning came and went. I woke up at eight something in the morning and I was just like, you know, 
I don't even want to see what it would have been if I open it right now and look at it because I really wasn't even motivated enough to do the pre-order pre-qualification setup for the upgrade program. So I, I just I'm going to let it coast and see if it starts to bother me at some point. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not that you're waiting for the pre-orders for the max. You just you just are kind of eh about it overall. Yeah, I'm a little indifferent this year. Um, and I don't know why it is. Uh, specifically, it's a new phone body design, which traditionally is, I think, probably one of the largest motivators for people to purchase, uh, or at least lease, or <laughs> however yeah. you wanted to describe the upgrade program, um, to to, uh, to go out and get the, the latest phone. But uh, in terms of the internals and stuff, and in terms of my current phone, I didn't really feel like anything was super duper lacking. With my iPhone XS, uh, and I felt like the camera kind of sucked that year um, because that was when they started to switch to a different, uh, I forget what it was about the sensor and uh, how they were doing it. But it, there was something about it uh, for their noise reduction where it just made everything mush. Um, and I was so excited to get the 11. Uh, photos were much better on the 11. And then when I saw the upgrade for this, it's like, yeah, the camera's better this year. But it's not like astronomically better. What I found more interesting and compelling was that the monthly costs for the Pro went down somehow um, for the upgrade program. Uh, and I confirmed this with a friend of the show, uh, uh, Ryan um, who uh, was uh, also on the upgrade program. And was just like, hey, uh, is it weird or is it costing less money if you were to upgrade? Weird. Yeah. So like the monthly uh, monthly expense went from like I think $54 for the model that I have down to I think it was like 40 eight um or something uh so it shaved off a few bucks and i was thinking about that and i was just like but i don't know why it costs less uh and i am tempted by the fact that it costs less but if i technically pay off the rest of this phone by keeping this for the rest of this year then i will have saved more money than if i were to go on the upgrade program right now oh and I save guess. that two bucks yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> it's just like you know, it's, it's like a couple bucks a month, but at the same time, it's more months. Um, so, you know, maybe I will just wait this one out. Um, I, Jason, um, my boyfriend, has had uh, no um, compulsion to even invest in any Apple products or think about them at all. Uh, it, it's a total non-thing for him. I think mostly, um, probably because... We have no compelling travel needs that require right. uh, prior uh, uploading stuff to the the gram, um, and uh, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing really. Sorry, Instagram by Facebook. Yes, Instagram by Facebook. Um, love that branding. Uh, it, it is one of those things where it's just like, yeah, they, I guess because maybe we're not doing anything or taking photos of stuff. You don't really see like a an envious need to have like better photo taking than what we currently have ah Maybe. interesting i don't know it's hard to describe this this sort of malaise that i that i'm experiencing it may just be a general malaise just... suddenly we are very french again <laughs> uh we oui, we oui. uh I, it's a uh, but it's you know the world no photos of that sorry yeah the, Go ahead. the world's kind of like crappy uh in our in our last episode that was pre-covid um which is wow hard to yeah. wow yeah, and since then things things went to pot, and um, we have uh, bad stuff all over, and things are awful, uh, and it doesn't really seem like we're going anywhere anytime soon. And I, I feel less compelled by the addition of five G by Verizon, um, <laughs> and I don't know if that's something that maybe appeals more to other people, or if that's also something that maybe didn't feel as compelling to people watching it um as as it also didn't feel compelling to me did did anything about the features or the um the additions to the phone speak to you in a way where you felt compelled or is it mainly just it's nice to have the new thing it's easy for you to have the new thing why don't you just get the new thing um what would you that say is a, i mean no i guess Obviously, I mean, the only reason that I was up this morning and not sleeping in until November uh, 6th is because my plan is to get the 
and don't tell Apple. My plan is to get the iPhone 12 Pro so that I can do a review of it for Twit and then return it. And the one that I actually want to roll with is the 12 Pro Max. And that's the one that I want to get. But I mean, it doesn't come in green. So there's the first reason um, why like this one doesn't interest me all that much. Um, and I don't know. I don't. T- I, the thing is, I don't take enough photos. I didn't take enough photos and videos when I was um, able to m- free to move about the country uh, anyway, t- for that to be a big thing for me, you know, the fact that it shoots in Dolby HDR and all this other stuff. Um, I do like this, uh, this form factor, I will say, but form factor is never enough to spend a bajillion dollars on upgrading to a new phone. Um, but I like the way that the iPad Pro looks. I like that it'll match the iPad Pro now, kind of. Um, and yeah, I just don't think that the because the cameras are the big things. The the uh, you know ability to shoot in these higher higher quality and all the I mean it's just it's kind of it's blah 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 at some point because of all of the stuff that it does. But yeah, I guess I just don't. If I look back in my photo library, I don't take a whole lot of photos and videos in a given um, year, frankly, to be so drawn in by the better cameras. And, and then 5G, it's like, I don't care at all about that because I don't, I know that millimeter wave is ridiculous and requires such specific settings and such specific locations and yeah i don't know i just there's nothing that is so compelling about this new device that it makes sense to upgrade i think the thing that i'm most excited about and i'm I'm sorry that i'm jumping around but i'm kind of scrolling through to see what there was that kind of stuck out and the thing that is most compelling to me is the new magsafe stuff Mm. um i i think that's kind of it's different. It's um, delightful in in a way, and is something that I'm interested in trying out. And more importantly, seeing what third party uh, manufacturers come out with when it comes to accessories that work with MagSafe. Uh, I'm not going to have a weird leather wallet dealy on the back of my phone, but I did order the MagSafe charging puck. That's like a big Apple Watch charger. And I think that's interesting, and the fact that the because of the way that it can perfect perfectly, yes, Micah, perfectly, because it, it's French and I pronounce the P for some reason, um, because of the way that it perfectly lines up, it can pump more power into it because it knows that the coils are aligned as they need to be. Um, so all of that I think is interesting, but is that enough to spend on a new phone? No, I really do think that it boils down to folks want the new new. And so they get the new new. Um, my brother is upgrading this year, but he's rocking the iPhone 10 and has been holding out with his upgrade on AT&T. And so, you know, this will be a jump for him to go from the 10 to the 12. But I certainly don't need to with my 11, 11 Pro Max or whatever it is. Um, it's just I have I have to at least have the 12 Pro. Um, but because I've always had the max size and I've got monster hands, I might as well go with the max. I just have to get this one sooner so that we can review it and be part of the, not the initial rush because we're not pre, um, you know, seated with these devices, but, um, with everybody else who gets them after that. Yeah. I, uh, this is interesting. Yeah. I I mean, of course. You know, you have an actual job that relies on you having this sort of stuff to talk about. And I don't. So that that does impact these sorts of things. But uh, the MagSafe um, was interesting to see in the video of it. And I've been a little less interested out of the event, so to speak, uh, where uh, it turns out that that charger costs, what, uh, $39, but doesn't come with the little plug part that sticks oh the wall. yeah um and so you're gonna spend 60 dollars on uh, a charger um to do the magsafe thing um whereas 
Uh, in, I'm in reality. Lots of USB C chargers, though. Yeah, well, I I don't have that many. I have one um, that came with my iPad Pro, my my original iPad Pro generation, um, and because everything else that Apple has shipped for years has been the little five watt charger. Uh, yeah, I am really not happy about, about all that. Loved having her on the roof, but I was displeased with um with that. And, and I want you to keep I want you to keep talking. I just was going to say I, I'm really displeased with how uh, it felt very liar liar pants on fire with how they were trying to push that forward because yeah, people don't have USB-C chargers from Apple um in most cases and that's that felt dishonest yeah i I think apple really shoots itself in the foot with these transitions uh i feel like if you know you want to transition to not having these plugs um in the box what you really ought to do is to transition to um selling the kind of plug thing uh to including the kind of plug thing the year before you want to discontinue it so that way people at least have a version of it because there are a lot of people who are not going to have an iPad Pro or a MacBook and are not going to have a USB-C um, uh, charging receptacle that plugs into a wall. Uh, they, there's more USB-C in the world now than there used to be, but uh, Apple itself was shipping USB-A charging stuff um, up until this year. Uh, still ships to this year. <laughs> if you buy uh, an iPhone 11, which they still sell, It'll come with the charger, um, uh, the five watt charger. Uh, I I don't know why they didn't make the decision to strip that out of the box too. Maybe they don't want to like invest in designing new boxes. Um, but uh, it, it it is a curiosity. Um, I, I don't know why they do this because people are going to get that cable and they're going to feel like they're being cheated because they don't have something that plug that plugs into. Um, I agree with you. And there's no price discount on the phone. There is a discount on what they used to charge for the blocks um, so that it's a few bucks cheaper than it used to be, but they're still more expensive than third-party ones. Uh, and theoretically, um, you know, if this is about the environment uh, and wanting to get Apple's um, environmentally conscious chargers into as many hands as possible, because I know that they commit to not using BPA, plastics, and doing all this other stuff, then maybe you don't want to like actually, you know, nickel and dime people over those sorts of charges. Right. But, you know, that is their nature to to do that. Um you you can't make them not do it. Uh but the MagSafe thing um it, you know, you spend 60 bucks basically to get the MagSafe cord which has the magnetic puck that sticks to the thing and to also get the charging plug. Um and so you can go ahead and do that and then add that to the price of the phone. Fine, whatever. You can get one of those and it's great and you can still use all the old lightning stuff in every other room. You don't have to always use the magnet. But it's just one of those things where it's like, if you buy this for the magnet and you can't use the magnet, then it feels a little silly. Um, also, another thing is uh, I'm a little less excited about it because I mainly charge my phone on my nightstand and we got new nightstands when we moved, and they're metal. Um, so not super thrilled to put a magnet on the phone and put the magnet on the nightstand. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's going to cause a fire or <laughs> anything, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, I yeah, don't you like- don't want to go to bed and not feel like you can go to bed because you're constantly giving side eye to your to your side table wondering if it's going to catch fire or there's going to be like you're going to touch it and it's going to be hot oh my that's concerning yeah Yeah. well also i mainly don't want to um uh try to like pick it up off of the thing and like the charger sticks to the nightstand or something or like you have to like yeah I, I don't know what that's the... gonna be interesting does the iphone itself like matt can i put my iphone on my fridge <laughs> <laughs> well see i don't know if it's an electromagnet where it's only magnetic um, oh. uh it's only it's only magnetic uh when power is being sent through it because it can detect that there is another um uh magnetic compatible device for the thing for it to connect to they didn't really describe the how the magnets worked and how they would just like 
stick to all the metal in your life. Um, but uh, they did they did say afterwards that the things like the, the credit card wallet uh, wart that they put on the back that is apparently magnetically shielded so that your credit cards um, when you put them in won't get have their magnetic stripes uh, stripped. Um, so there's some accounting for magnetism about this phone in the world and magnetism about the charging in the world. I just don't know what it is. And I'm a little less tempted to find out uh, necessarily with the magnetic nightstand thing. Uh, And that might be a scenario where I continue to use uh, the lightning port, but that is uh, one of those things where it's just like, but why? I just bought the thing that has the magnet. (laughs) I want to use the magnet. Uh, You know, so it's a little less compelling, but as this continues on and moves, you know, they're going to have it in the line and for years and years to come, I'm sure. Like, this isn't like they're only doing it this year. Right. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more answers to these questions and I'll s- see and experience things out in the real world where people are peeling the magnet off of the thing and going like, oh, yeah, look, like it's easy. Look at this metal plate in my head. I can stick a magnet to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for answers to questions such as these, tune in to me Wednesday... October 21st, when I am supposed to be getting this MagSafe charging puck. Although I don't know there's going to be much I could do with it, just mm-hmm. without the new iPhone. I'll just, uh, uh, I'll try and put Qi charging, I'll try to put my current iPhone on it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I'll put an Apple Watch on it and see if anything happens. And I'll put my foot on it and see, no, I'm just kidding. See if you can get a giant metal plate and um, how, how it works out that way. Put it yeah, next to oh, I can definitely do that. Yeah, I'll turn on, put it in the microwave, turn it on, <laughs> see what happens. I will uh, run it across my pacemaker. See, no, I don't have a pacemaker. Oh, boy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. What else? Oh, the HomePod Mini. Something that's kind of interesting about the HomePod Mini that uh, caught my attention is that not only does it have the ultra-wideband chip in it, which is interesting in and of itself, but it also features a Thread radio. So Thread is Google's... uh, Well, Google kind of originated it. Um, And it is a technology for... uh, Let me see. I want to make sure I get this correct. Yeah, threadgroup.org. That's what I was looking for. Um, And Thread is kind of a, a... It's a... protocol that lets different devices connect to each other. And you can think of it kind of like mesh networking, but for smart home applications. And it's an IP-based standard. So it fits in with that, as I call it, PCHOIP, but as other people call it, CHIP, the Project Connected Home over IP technology that um, lets you be able to communicate with different devices over your network and have them be connected uh, quite well, so you can have your you know your Wi-Fi uh, router in one part of your home, and a device connects to it, and then each of those individual devices can communicate with one another and spread internet to each other, and so you essentially create this whole mesh network of communication and uh, individual relays, and so it keeps it kind of all connected quite well, and you have less issues even if you've got devices on, um, you know, one side of a wall and your router on the other, and you've got metal in your walls and things like that. Um, so. Now, the HomePod Mini has a Thread uh, radio, or th- it supports Thread, meaning that it uses this protocol. And uh, Nanoleaf just had an event the other day where they announced new um, new products that also support Thread. Uh, the Eero devices are Wi-Fi routers that support Thread. And so there are quite a few... I, I, this kind of took a while to get off the ground, but now we're seeing a lot of different um, products that are supporting Thread and using that as a means for uh, interoperable communication. And I think it's uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I I plan so I'm planning on doing this is a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, but I'm planning on doing a review of kind of the uh, 
the current offerings from all of the companies. So Google just came out with the Nest Audio device. There's the HomePod Mini and then Amazon's own Echo Sphere dealy. Uh, I'm planning on pitting those three against one another and seeing how they fare. So I will be checking out the HomePod Mini um, eventually. But I am not, I'm already not jazzed about my HomePod. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And do you like jazz? Yeah. Just going to say that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, so, so I'm not like super pumped about the HomePod Mini, except for the fact that it has that ultra wideband chip in it and supports thread as a smart home nerd. I think that part's interesting, Mm -hmm. but, um, other than that, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not all that, you know, wowed by it. But maybe more people will buy them because they're ninety nine dollars instead of way too much money. Yeah, I think that's mainly the compelling part of this. It's not three hundred dollars. Um, it is uh, also a situation um, that uh, made the HomePod not as compelling. Is that the HomePod wasn't really? It isn't. It's still being sold. It didn't. Ex- didn't uh, die off. Uh, it's still exactly as much money as when it started, um, and they just uh, talk to other online retailers elsewhere, like Target or whatever. And they're like, "Hey, um, can you discount this? We got a lot of these to move." Um, and so that's the the only reason why that's ever on sale, and the only reason why maybe somebody would be in the market for buying one is because they're looking for those sales. But the uh, the the price of it has not gone down. It still exists, and it doesn't have the thread upgrade. It has the same old chip. It has the same Siri performance. It has all the stuff that you would just be like, oh, it's that thing I didn't want to buy before. Um, But now it's smaller and it's $99 and you can buy two of them, Um, which, you know, gets you to $200 instead of $300. Um, And I don't know what the sound is going to wind up being like from these things. I look forward to the assessment of that, especially when you're dealing with stereo pairs. And a, a, a thing that I'm really interested to see is how foolproof is the automatic stereo pairing? Because I have seen some messy stuff happen with mm-hmm. people's home pods and trying to connect them together in an, in their uh, stereo pair situation. It's, it's messy just trying to use one as a way to output sound from your television. It disconnects all the time. It's a huge mess. Like... Apple's AirPlay 2 technology works better in third-party devices than it does in its own devices. Mm, that's not really that surprising, I guess. Uh, it, is, it probably requires rigorous testing for people who are not Apple. Um, but the, uh, the, the, the HomePod situation is not really uh, tempting to me. I assume probably for the same reason that you're not as jazzed by your HomePod still to this day, <laughs> mainly because the assistant that it uses is still the crappy one um, that I don't really like very much. Uh, it, it underperforms in a lot of ways uh, to this day uh, on the latest version of iOS um, on my phone. And uh, I cannot imagine a situation where uh, it would sit in my home environment and not have false positives like my phone or watch does or not hear me um, by, because it falsely filtered out something my phone or watch does uh one of my favorite things about my series three watch is when i raise it up and i say the, the magic words uh and then i get some some blinking ellipsis stuff and hmm and things just kind of seem like maybe they're thinking about happening for a while uh and then it fails or says that i can look at my phone um and so i always uh am reluctant to ever rely on um, using the voice assistant to do anything, except when I absolutely have to, like when I'm using CarPlay. Um, and there's really no other voice assistant alternative for me to change audio playback or to set destinations. Um, and it's still not great at setting destinations if it's any kind of word that's not English or uh, if it's um, uh, if it's also like a location name. Um or it thinks that it's close enough to a location name, it'll be like, yeah, you want to drive to Missouri right now? And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I am here, and I said a thing, a name of a thing that's near here, and uh, if I type this into your search results, the thing that I said, 
in your in your map application, it comes up with the correct result. But when I say it to the thing, it doesn't ever really seem to understand some of those queries. Uh, it's much better about it for large chains of things, your Starbucks, your uh, Whole Foods markets, your uh, attorneys general, all that stuff. Like it can <laughs> it can do the 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 wide variety of uh, large chains, but it, it it is not very good at like mom and pop shops or uh, restaurants and things, um, and it never really has been. Um, and there's no real way to give it feedback on improving that. Uh, the map system that still doesn't seem to register when you have uh, a query that it gives you bad directions for um, that you asked for via Siri. It doesn't seem to understand that it should preserve that as something you can give feedback to. You can only give feedback on something you manually, manually typed in for directions. Um, I don't understand the maps feedback uh, s- system. but that's neither here nor there because I wouldn't be using my HomePod to get directions. But they, one of the things they showcased is like, oh, if you ask it about this business, then when you get in your car, it's ready to go on CarPlay. Uh, and it's like, I, I guess, like, we'll see. We'll see how that works. We'll see We'll see how it all works. Uh, I, I don't believe in the connected home, despite the amount of money they spent on that set for showing us the connected home. Um, I, it's, it's just one of those things where I just do not trust them to do it. And I haven't... Um, experienced a lot of joy with using HomeKit accessories uh, and HomeKit devices uh, in my life. So I don't really understand the compelling part of that still. It seems to be MIA for me. I know that you are a huge proponent of HomeKit and that that is a a huge reason to use something like a HomePod. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you, since you don't really like your HomePod or use it that much, do you find yourself hampered by that? Or have you also set it up via other voice assistants in your home and you rely on the other voice assistants to actually do things um, in interface that's not, uh, interface through those those things that isn't HomeKit? I very rarely use my, I'm too much of a control freak uh, to use my voice for controlling most stuff. Um, On occasion, I'll do simple commands like, Hey, S-I-R-I, uh, turn off the canvas. The canvas is this nano leaf canvas um, decoration I have above the fireplace. Um, and I'll sometimes use the Apple TV because we'll be watching something. And if the light's on, it's kind of bright and facing at us as well. So I'll hit the button on the Apple TV and say, turn off the canvas. But outside of that, I don't really use my voice to control the different HomeKit stuff in my home. Um, it's too... You have to say, you know, turn on the lights, then set the lights to direct sunlight, then set the lights to 100. You can't just say, turn on the lights uh, with 100% brightness and the color direct sunlight, and then have that one command do the thing that you want it to do. And that's annoying to me. And I can just so much faster use the home app for that. But each of the devices in my home, Apple TVs, uh, HomePod, and any iPads that are left in the home serve as home um, home hubs, meaning that while I'm outside of the home, which is very rare these days, but in the case that I am, uh, they can communicate and do the automation stuff for the devices that are in my home. And then also, each of those devices work with Apple's um, secure HomeKit secure video technology to process the video that is you know being recorded or streamed to uh, properly detect if a pet if a vehicle or if a person is in front of the camera and that all happens on the local network as opposed to being sent off to a server somewhere for ai um, it does that on those different devices so in that way i don't want to get rid of my home pod and in the fact that occasionally when both me and my partner are home and we're not watching television, um, and we just want to listen to music, we will use the HomePod for that. And then occasionally when it's just me that's home, and I'm downstairs, you know, doing dishes or something, um, I will use the HomePod just to listen to music. So it is still occasionally a music speaker. But for the most part, I don't... I don't know. I think if I... The other thing is, if I lived not in a townhome, meaning if I lived in a single house that was just mine, like I used to, 
uh, where nobody is connected on my left or right sides because nobody's down or down below me or up above me because of in a, a townhome. Um, but still, I have neighbors on the left and right. If I lived by myself, music would be playing all the time hmm. in my house, and I would have no problem with that. I would I would love that, and I wouldn't feel uncomfortable with that. As it stands, I don't want to be that neighbor that you know is blasting music with people nearby. And so I find myself using smart speakers a lot less in this house um, because of that reason. Mm. And we'll listen through um, my headphones or AirPods Pro or what have you, or at a low volume directly from my phone. Um, So yeah, I think that back in the day, back when I lived in a, a house where you know, there was at least 15 feet, if not more, between me and my neighbor. Um, I would play music in my house all day, and I would use the HomePod for that. And that rumbling bass wasn't a problem. Now, when I play music, I will actually go into the settings app on my phone, go to the music section, scroll all the way down to the bottom with EQ, and choose bass reducer. Because I don't want that rumbling bass to annoy the neighbors, because it is it can get pretty rumbly depending on the song. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's the my location and my living space is more um, the issue for me uh, when it comes to when it comes to not getting to uh, use the HomePod for what it was intended for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I just. I, I'm just not a, a voice-first thinker. I, I have never been, and I don't know that I ever will be. And that's one of the main reasons that you know I'm happy that Matthew Casanelli is my co-host on Smart Tech Today, because he is voice-first. And so he and I kind of... I can look to him for that uh, experience and look to him for knowing how all that works and what works well and what doesn't. Because I think that just too early on, Siri did me wrong too many times. And so I never have been that person. And I've got echoes in my house that I don't really use for uh, voice stuff all that much. Um, they are, I occasionally use them for timers. Um, but most of the time, they are used for playing music when I'm out of the home and it's just the dogs that are in the house. Um, and again, that's on rare occasions now these days. Uh, but I just like the classical music playlist that Amazon has, which is just background sounds so the dogs don't get uh, anxious by people walking around and stuff. That's good. Um, I mean, not not that you can't really use your HomePod as intended. Um, I'm curious, though, if the uh, HomePod Mini, since it lacks the um, generous uh, subwoof and bass um, abilities of its... Uh, larger older um model if 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 it's going to uh not have those block rocking beats which will maybe um (laughs) make you feel less self-conscious about using it uh it might yeah yeah i mean i don't know um there's no real demonstration of these things yet um that i've seen since they don't ship for what what is it of another month they yeah they're on november 16th or 17th or something yeah Um, but uh you know we'll find out then it seems awfully late to be shipping that um i don't really know why that is uh i'm uh, i'm assuming that some of the production schedule is mainly dedicated to making iphones or something but must um, be yeah it, it's a uh, i i know there are challenges of course in the world with uh the the uh the virus and how it has uh slowed or stopped a lot of things from happening um and uh, I'm sure that has greatly impacted everyone's plans for what they were going to be launching uh, in terms of products. I, I'm just a little surprised by uh, how long it seems to take because it seems relatively simple in terms of engineering. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe I'm wrong and it's the hardest thing to make in the world. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's to be you know still going to be there in time for uh, people to have Christmas presents. They're socially distanced. Christmas presents um, that they'll, you know, all deliver to each other via uh, mail and uh, carriers that are definitely not going to be backlogged this year. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pretty muted on uh, my interest for that. Um, and that's definitely not something I'm going to be reordering. Um, I was a little bummed 
I know that there were no real rumors that an Apple TV would be coming out at this event, but uh, it doesn't really seem like there's a good reason to wait if you're, you know, going to be launching stuff in November um, uh-huh. uh, from this event. You might as well announce something that'll launch in November or December. Um, but uh, if it's if if, it, if it's something that's going to be next year, maybe that's what the delay is. But I'm curious about it because it seems really delayed. Um, they've there have been rumors about a new upgraded Apple TV unit for a while now. Um, and uh, maybe that's also why they extended the Apple TV trial. Um, uh, by three months. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah, those those two kind of, um, those stars align for sure. I, don't I was bummed too. I wanted to see an Apple TV at this event. Um, even though I just got one, um, I wanted to see it because of the the rumor mill um, was kind of pumping out this idea that these devices would serve as ultra wideband hubs, and you'd be able to use them as automation base stations where as you go from room to room, these devices can kind of track your location in real time and use that to inform different automations. That is the future I am ready for. And so to not see much mention of the ultra wideband chip at this event, and then to also not see mention of the Apple TV, that made me go, oh, for sure. And I guess that's the, you know, the, the downside of listening to rumors and, (laughs) and believing in rumors. But, um, I don't know. I, I I was hoping for more with the U1 chip because I've been waiting for that since the first U1 chip was <laughs> introduced. And now I've got it in my Apple Watch. Um, it's already in my iPhone with the iPhone 11. And uh, the latest, you know, HomePod mini will have it. Um, I wonder if I can't remember if the iPad Air has it. I'm going to look. Yeah, I, yeah that, I thought it did. Um, or I'm, I might just be looking at the complete uh, other iPad. Um, but I know they're still shipping products that don't come with it on the low end. Uh, and I don't know why that is necessarily since these are new products. Um, what I would assume is that Apple would want to saturate um, their customer base with these U1 chips so that when they finally throw the switch on U1 Magic, that uh, it, it would just work. And mm-hmm. people would just be able to use it, but uh, it, it would be odd if you if they throw that switch and it's like, oh, this thing that I bought two months ago doesn't do it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what their thinking is necessarily behind it. it like you said, it's pretty opaque. Um, what what their vision of the future is, although it like I agree with you, I think it would be super cool um, to have some awareness of where I am in the house, um, not to like send that to the world or anything, but like <laughs> just. Just so as I'm moving through the house, like lights turn on or off. Um, yeah, you know, like that's just a simple thing like that would be nice. Um, what I'd love, what I'd really love is if uh, you could configure it all with dimmers and stuff. So as you walk in, it like gently illuminates up and then it just gently illuminates down as you walk out of the room. It doesn't just like harshly turn on and off, but I would settle for harshly turning on and off as long as it doesn't do it when I'm standing there. Um, like that would would just be such such a nice thing so that way you're not like going around the house at the end of the night like trying to figure out if you turned off everything if you locked everything like if you just had some sort of thing where there's this general environment awareness of the state of things so when you're going to bed it's like oh yeah all the stuff needs to be off all these doors need to be locked all the you know whatever it is about security setup is secure um uh you know if you're listening to something in one room and you walk to another room, have that music follow you. Um, or, you know, if you are in your house listening to music, then you put on your, uh, your Beats X or Beats Flex um, or your AirPods. Um, and then it smartly recognizes to transfer that because you're going out on a run um, or a hike or something, or you are listening and then you get in your car and to have it transition to your car play. Like I yes. think that kind of stuff would be so good, but it's they they just they're not they're not there yet with this stuff. Um, so maybe there's a software delay for it. Maybe it doesn't work seamlessly software wise, even though they have all these chips that they've been shipping. Um, and they're just like one day, one day it'll work great. 
Yeah, and to confirm, it is not in the iPad Air, mm. uh, so that is that is the case. But yes, um, I, it definitely does. It feels like they are preparing still for that eventual future, and I think that that's why. I think that that was kind of on the cusp there, where with this, they had to mention it. And so the, because it keeps getting added to new things, people get really curious about it. And so they were like, well, with the U1 chip, you'll be able to do this special uh, handoff where you're going to feel <laughs> it basically activates a haptic touch uh, vibration or a haptic vibration whenever you make the the uh, bounce between the HomePod mini and your and your iPhone. <laughs> and apparently they need the U1 chip to be able to do that. And then also uh there's this there'll be a new feature where when you bring your iPhone near the HomePod mini, the U1 chip will know to notice that it's there and then on your phone it will pull up some suggestions for things to play on the HomePod mini. And so you got to kind of get like a little oh is this what you'd like to play or is this what you'd like to play? But I don't think that's the full story, mm. and I think that that's just the story that we're getting right now, and that eventually there will be more, because I don't see a reason to take what, by all accounts, from the people that Jason Snell has talked to who know about ultra-wideband uh, technology, from the research I've done myself, from the conversations that others have had, and from the rumor mill... Um, for, by all accounts, this is some really powerful tech that could do quite a bit, and I doubt that bringing my phone close for some suggestions for music to play is the extent of U1 in in Apple's lineup. It's apparently going to be, ne- after, what is it, the W1, all the different Bluetooth wireless uh, chips that Apple has introduced, this is Apple's next big thing. Um so, yeah, I do think we're going to see more from this. Yeah, I, can I just highlight for a second that, that feature you pointed out? Who wants to do that? Who wants to walk up to the thing they want to play the music out of and be like, oh, I guess I could see some <laughs> suggestions for the music. Who's doing that? Right, right. I'm with you. It feels, I don't, it's, it feels like, it's silly. It feels like the demo you give to Tim Cook where he's like, I don't know what music is. And then he walks over to it. and He's like, oh, this is music. And it's like... No, that's not how people use things. <laughs> I don't know what music is. Yeah. <laughs> Exterminate. <laughs> it's it's just not it's not it's not human. Um like if I want to listen to something on my phone, I'm going to scroll through it or I'm going to type in what it is or I'm going to uh ask for it via voice assistant and then it's going to play on the device wirelessly which will not be near me. Because Mm -hmm. that's why we have these wireless devices. Like, if you're in a living room environment and you're sitting on the couch... You don't want to go stand up next to the (laughs) HomePod Mini. You you want to go hold your phone up next to the TV so that it presents you with the option to turn the TV on and off? Like, that's stupid. Like, the whole thing's supposed to be remote. Uh, You're supposed to be able to do things over distance. Uh, I don't don't understand. It seems like one of the most ill-conceived, like demonstrations as feature um, kind of things that that Apple does notorious for where it's just like, yeah, this, this product demo that highlights the capabilities of something technically, but is not a real world thing um, is definitely something we're going to spend some time describing. And it's the only feature that uh, you can really take advantage of. Um, so like you said, there has to be more to this because otherwise that's just absurd. Agreed. Uh, I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I'm a, well, it depends on what you define as a bad person. Oh. If supporting Facebook in any way makes you a bad person, um, then I, I am a bad person. Because for the first time ever, um, I had I had thought about doing this. Um, I had the device in my cart at one point. Uh, it's first ver- the first version of it. And yes, I'm being purposely cryptic here. The first version of it I had in my cart and I was about to hit the buy button. And then I thought, no, I don't want to spend the money on this. And I canceled it. And then shortly after, Facebook held an event where they announced the second iteration of this product. And I pre-ordered it and it arrived, um, I think, at the start of this week. And I really, really like it. And I didn't expect... I, I actually I didn't know what to expect. I went into it with no expectations. Um, and my partner, he just absolutely loves it. I got the Oculus Quest 2. Mm. 
I've been existing in VR and honestly, it's been so much fun. I'm bummed that Facebook bought Oculus. So now it's Oculus by Facebook. But I really, um, I was hoping that VR would would be what I had hoped it would be. And I kid you not, when I was setting it up for the first time and going through the tutorial process, I was like giggling like a small school child because of how much fun I was having just playing these little tutorial modes. There was a part where they give you these toys uh, to play with. There's a a, a paddle and a um, tennis not tennis, but a ping pong paddle and a ping pong ball. And they have these cubes that you can grab. Yeah. Like, yeah. (laughs) And okay. That, and, um, there was a, uh, a rocket and you could like pull this tab on the back of the rocket, which would ignite the blaster, um, or the booster. And then it would shoot up into the air. And then there was a little, um, blimp, and so you'd grab the controller for the blimp and you could move it around. Uh, there were some uh, paper airplanes that you could toss. And it was just like, it's so simple. But to have this realization that I can put this little face thingy on and go into this world that's just a complete play space and do whatever I want there was really awesome. And I... There's a part of me that feels bad about having to support um cuz cuz with the Oculus Quest 2 you have to have a Facebook account um in order to use the device and it's kind of it's weird how that all went down because when Oculus was first acquired by Facebook they said that you would not have to have a Facebook account they, they to always, use they always say that they never believe right. them <laughs> Right. You should never. It's just, it's so interesting that they said that. And then this very clearly, like all over in the marketing everywhere, it very clearly says like, you have to have a Facebook account. So they're just kind of erasing that that happened. Um, But I really like it. And I'm trying not to feel guilty about really liking it. um, Because it's a little bit of joy in this world that has very little joy right now. And it The biggest thing for me is that the other day I was playing Beat Saber and actually like sweating and getting my heart rate up. And I'll be honest with you, I have not been doing a whole lot of um, exercise in general uh, because A, it's difficult to do and B, it's like, ugh, why do you want to... But I did (laughs) in this game and ever since like from that day on, I've been trying to play it each day and get my heart rate up and everything like that. And uh, there's a a subscription service that I'm looking into called Superhuman. Uh, that was the original reason why I got the, or like wanted to get the VR headset was because of this uh, workout or fitness, I should say, app called uh, Superhuman. And so, yeah, I don't know. I it's It's ended up being very good for me. And so I'm just trying to be okay with that. And at the same time, I'm really excited that... The my friends who do VR stuff, Jason Howell, Georgia Dow, and some others um, who speak so highly of it, it was not one of those things where then you try it out and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, for me, it really was like, oh, I get it now. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, there's my con. This is my confession. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, say ten Hail Marys and five Our Fathers, and um, <laughs> you'll you know you find my son, and then making the sign of the cross right now. Um, so thank you for your confession. Uh, thank you for your completely anonymous confession. Uh, and uh, I, I I I uh don't. I think I'm gonna stay on the side of not so much for me. Um, in in terms of my my Facebook sins, the the greatest one is gonna need to be uh. Instagram because um, I have deleted my Facebook account. Um, uh, I I don't like the interactions on the other platform, but I like just find the interactions on the craven, materialistic, uh, like mind numbing whatever it is that is that is Instagram. I I don't know how to describe it in a way that actually makes it seem appealing or good. Um, it, it, it is also not really like fundamentally a great thing, but uh, it, it's 
It's a thing that I that they still participate in doing. I don't post as much, um, but uh, it, it is a way to check in on stuff that's happening elsewhere that's not grim um, mm-hmm. and fatalistic. Uh, I guess it's less of that. Uh, there there are some. I, I would say like after July um, that there were a lot of political uh, messages that started to appear there, but they were mainly political messages that I agreed with as opposed to other platforms um, where I feel the opposite is strongly the case. Um, And uh, I, uh, you know, everybody's got Facebook somewhere in their lives, I guess. True. Mm -hmm. Micah Sargent by Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on the upside, at least you don't have a portal. Um, Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's too far, in the words of Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, there's one, I, there's yeah. one nearby here. Um, so that's oh, be very quiet. I might hear you. <laughs> uh, no. Prob- is, it, is it looking your way? No, but it was probably recording the loud bass that I was playing when I was listening to Chemical Brothers last week uh, before I got a noise complaint from my downstairs office neighbor. Um, downstairs? Oh, office. Yeah. Wait, you're in your office? No, I'm in my home office, but there was someone else who was also in their home office. Um, <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, now yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not, not in a town home, but uh, still connected to walls. But I uh, <laughs> should probably wrap it up here um, for this lengthy and long overdue update um, to, to people out there who probably were wondering. When will when will they next get some unhelpful suggestions? <laughs> they said the title. Ah. 